Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. And Nellie, the past year or so has been really rough on everyone. There's been a lot of stress. There's been a lot of togetherness. There's just like our schedules are different. Things just don't seem the same. No, they haven't seemed the same. You kind of forget if you lost a year. And it's just been unprecedented times that I don't think we ever thought we'd go through. No, not at all. We never saw this coming. But we made it. We've made it <laughs> thus far. And um, But I think... Everybody kind of overindulged a little bit. Like people talk about the COVID-19 that they put on their bodies. <laughs> or, you know, I like to say, you know, I cut everybody out. I mean, I cut the bad people out of my life, but I didn't, but not off my body. I cut the oh. fat out of my life, but not off my body. Uh, we just sort of, we all of us fell into some bad habits. And there's nothing wrong with overeating a little or over drinking a little bit. But you got, it's got to stay in moderation. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, there's a fine line between just having a drink here and there. And then when it really becomes something that you feel like you need in the evening time. Yes. And it's not a great example for your children. No, I mean, they totally mimic what we're doing. And I have to tell you that nothing makes me more sad than when I hear a kid tell their parent when they're under stress is, hey, why don't you have a drink? Because they associate that. They see the parent saying, I had a rough day, so I'm going to have a drink. And then they start imitating that behavior. Right. And let's say this. If you're having cocktails in your household, on a Friday night and your kids see you, but you're healthily doing so, I think it's okay. I think, again, it's about when it goes overboard. Sure. I mean, setting a good example of everything in moderation and you don't have to drink to get drunk is so important. Yes, agreed. I think the big question is, is how do you know when it's a problem with one of your kids? And we're so lucky because right here in our neighborhood, we have a really great resource that can help anyone who might have a family member who has an addiction issue. So today we have on the Ladies of Care, Alyssa Sell and Peggy Besselou, and they're here to talk about their breakfast coming up on September 20th at DCC. And they have a really great speaker, and they're going to share so many tips of just signs to look for with a family member who might have an issue and uh, how to get ahead of the problem. How to take care of our kids if we notice an issue. So let's bring them on. Alyssa and Peggy, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so happy to be here today. Yes, thank you. This is great. So ladies, tell us what Care Dallas is and what you do. So CARE um, is an organization that was started in the Park Cities, um, mainly just with the focus of trying to help families and loved ones with addiction. It started around 1984 and it's kind of evolved. It um, was under the Park Cities YMCA for a while and now it's gone on its own. All the funding that it it receives is all from the, the graciousness of the Park Cities people that fund the organization. Well, it started in the Park Cities to help people who were having these issues within their families, et cetera. Uh, Do you think it's very prevalent in the Park Cities, and why? Well, I think that substance abuse is very prevalent in the Park Cities, and, of course, we don't stand alone. Uh, We see a lot of that um, in our city, across our city, across our state and country. And, uh, you know, Suzanne Hemke, our guest at the breakfast, will tell the story. Um, You know, she was in Highland Park schools, and her son um, started drinking in the ninth grade. And, uh, you know, there was definitely signs, and she and her husband, it was difficult for them to um, believe, if you will, that there was really something going on. And she tells a beautiful story in her book, um, you know, ending with redemption and hope. 
but the grit that they went through and um, the things that are so easily accessible to our children, they, um, you know, typically situations like this, they will start with alcohol. And then in her son's situation, he quickly moved on to other things. He moved on to marijuana and then other drugs. And, you know, again, the signs that she would list um, to look for, and I know she'll speak about this more at the breakfast, but, you know, um, sleeping, being sick a lot, um, not holding up your end of the bargain as far as responsibility, staying away from home, changes in your friend group, um, problems with managing your money, um, you know, and then leading into getting into legal trouble. So I, th- I think there are signs out there, um, and I would just encourage people to um, not ignore and um, to really seek out professional help. You know, Peggy, you're so right. I have had several friends who they do seem to be in complete denial that there's a possibility that their kids are drinking and they really almost turn their head because they're in disbelief. And I think you're 100% right is we really need to be so much more attuned and aware of the signs, all the signs that you just talked about. And, um, you know, have an open mind that this can happen in any family out there. There's a lot of stresses out there, a lot of pressures, and it, it literally is not no one's exempt from it this idea that everybody's perfect is of course a facade and uh and again i'm i'm very anti-shame in a lot of i don't think we should shame people Mm -hmm. about things especially if they're addressing things etc so to me there's this shame about admitting oh we're we're struggling here Mm -hmm. so i feel like it sounds like care really brings people out it does. To feel comfortable about and, that. And to be fair, it's not just in the Park Cities, as Suzanne will tell you in her in her book, as well as I'm sure she'll tell you Monday, September 20th, is that one of the things they decided to do when they um, discovered that their son was having troubles is they picked up and moved out of the Park Cities, thinking, okay, we're moving out, so but this is going to give us opportunity to you know, have a fresh start. And it, it's everywhere. She said they moved you know, 30 miles away, 30 minutes away, but thinking that that would, or an hour away, and thinking that that would solve the problem just getting out of the, of the situation they were, that they were in. And she said, they find drugs and alcohol. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's not just, it's not, uh, you know, for one, it's not just here. And two, that's not necessarily the problem is where you're living. It's just you have to address the issue head on and, and get help. And yeah. that's so I just really love the education part of this because you guys are really trying to educate at a young age and get ahead of the curve before addiction becomes a problem. And my kids both went to UP Elementary and I always remember them coming home and talking about Red Ribbon Week. And it really made an impact on them. And that's just such a great resource that we have for all the schools. It is a great resource. And they try to, to incorporate, instead of having an adult talk to the children, having like a high schooler come and talk Perfect. to the middle school and elementary schools and with the arrow and true grit clubs at the high school Highland Park High School specifically um, they've been really involved both in Red Ribbon Week and as well as just the student council at Highland Park is their big focus is on mental health and um, it's more of an all-year-round program but those are just some of the issues that we're involved in with care and just with the school district it's more of a partnership which is well for very valuable don't know about it out there who are listening tell us exactly what red ribbon week is it is um it's an awareness for the kids it's probably their first example 
of what does this mean? You know, what is substance abuse? So at an age appropriate, uh, at an appropriate level for that age, rather, um, it is really just um, putting that concept out there. And they wear red ribbon to show that they've attended, yes. correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my son went to Highland Park, too. I'm sorry, to University Park as well. And I always thought that was interesting. They were addressing it so early, which I think is great. It really is. Cause it seems like it's hitting um, younger and younger ages. So, Peggy, you said you've been through this personally with your sister. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from the process? Well, I learned that, um, first of all, I didn't cause it. And... Um, that I couldn't be the cure, but I had to find a way to navigate through um, this illness and this struggle that my sibling was going through. And what that involved for me was putting up boundaries and really learning to love the person with the boundaries up, um, not trying to fix. Um, And it's hard that is really really hard to put those boundaries up um, because addiction just takes over Mm -hmm. so um, you all have an event coming up next week what is that about we do it's on September 20th at 8 a.m. at the Dallas Country Club and we have a great speaker Suzanne Hempke who wrote a book called Healing Scarred Hearts I would imagine that you have mainly groups of parents that come to the breakfast because they're they're I mean, what parent doesn't want to be involved with something like this and make sure that their kids don't go down the wrong path? You know, the event is well attended. It's real interesting, I think, because we have our local law enforcement that always want to be a part of it. And if you think about you have the resource officers from the various schools, they're a part of it, and they have been every year. Um, We have um, from the local municipalities, they will come and and join because this is something that affects the whole community. It is not... um, it is personal for every family, but at the same time, we want our community to be strong. We also have a great um, participation by the corporate community. This year, our breakfast, um, the presenting sponsor, is Sewell Automotive, and they give back in such a large way to so many important things in our community, and we are so, so grateful to them that they have stepped up and made this a priority for them. Um, We also have teachers that will attend, and we have the counselors that will attend. Um, As Elisa mentioned, um, we will have some of the students, um, the student council. So it really touches our whole community. And um, now the interesting thing is, with this organization starting in 1984, now you have second and almost third generation families coming. Um, I've got a some friends of mine, um, one of them whose mother actually was in this core group. And so now, um, you know, my friend is, she's coming and she's attending and she knows, you know, the value of it for our whole community. Well, we're so lucky to have such a great resource here right in the neighborhood. And we're so lucky to have both of you that are so involved and so passionate about this organization. How can people that might need some help reach out and how can we get tickets to the breakfast? Go to our website, which is caredallas.org, and it has all the information there about the organization and as well as about the um, the breakfast, which is September 20th at the DCC Dallas Country Club at 8 a.m., or you can reach out to either myself or Peggy, and we'd be happy to help you, or call our office 
Um, and Susan Morgan, our executive director, can also help you as well. So, uh, Elisa and Peggy, thank you so much for being on the show and thank sharing you. this valuable information. We really appreciate it. It is our pleasure, and we hope to see all of you at the breakfast. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.